You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Reckla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change the world. Hi everyone, it's your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Reckla, and on today's interview, we are talking about overcoming challenges in business. Now, in business, you may experience some challenges, from starting it up, or to even figuring out what you're going to do. But it is worth it. And that's the same thing in life. So if you want to know how to start up a business, or you have experienced some challenges, this is the show for you. Now, our guest today is pretty awesome. His name is Justin Womack. He's a digital marketing expert. He is a speaker and copywriter. And he is the co-host of the podcast called Marketing Geeks. So, He's pretty awesome. Without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Justin? Hi, Justin. Hey, Neva. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good and excited to be on your show today. This is a lot of fun. That's awesome. And we're going to have a lot of fun today. So I can already tell you have a lot of superpowers, but can you name a few of them? Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess the, the strongest superpowers that I have are probably in my writing uh, from an early age, I was always recognized for the ability to write uh, concisely and effectively. And then now I've kind of adapted that to be persuasive, which is what copywriting is. Copywriting is essentially advertising writing um, or taking your writing and selling things through writing. And so that's a, a lot of my superpower comes to my ability to kind of write copy and uh, and be persuasive with it. Uh, beyond that, though, I love uh, podcasting. So like you mentioned, I'm a co-host of a show called Marketing Geeks. I'm looking at potentially starting uh, my own solo show also. So it's uh, really getting heavy into that medium. And I know you're having a ton of success with, uh, with it on your side. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, those are my uh, kind of two things. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that writing is really awesome. Um, I, I wrote a book. So it's it takes kind of, it almost is a superpower to be able to write passionately about something and to be persuasive about it and all that. And it's really cool when you can see people do that while still staying in high frequency and staying in their hearts. Definitely. And that's a, that's a skill. And not everybody can do, not everybody can stay in that higher frequency and actually um, be persuasive without being salesy or like cheesy. Mm-hmm. So there is a, there is a skill set in actually like storytelling and doing it in a way that's uh, congruent to how you want to be. Yeah, I definitely agree. As well as it also comes in just, especially in podcasting, um, it's how do you stay connected without going into, oh, it's work. And it's, it takes a lot of power because for some people, the idea of writing or the idea of doing business can be really challenging because it does take time. But then when you actually get into it and you show that you care about it and you're passionate about it, it's really cool what the outcome is. Yeah. And there's that saying that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Um, I think that's that's true for people that really love their work. Uh, Before I went into my entrepreneurial journey, which I do love, I love everything that I do now every day, I worked in corporate America and it was the exact opposite of that. So I, I was miserable and I hated what I did. And I could tell you that it's, um, it drains your energy. It's like soul draining. It, uh, it was rough. It was rough emotionally. It was rough physically. 
So I'm very, I'm very happy to be where I'm at now and to have yeah. escaped to that kind of, in my opinion, for me, it was like a trap. For, I mean, for some people it works, but not for me. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I haven't, I'm not old enough to have an actual job yet, but um, I'm homeschooled. So when I was younger, I went to schools and it was really draining for me. But then I decided that homeschool was what I wanted to do. And it, and it kind of called to me. And so I think that's the biggest part of entrepreneurship is finding what you love. Because if you're not passionate about it, people aren't going to see that. And yeah. so it's finding what you love and it's finding how you want to do it. And that's the like greatest part of, about being an entrepreneur is that there's a, endless possibilities. So you can do whatever you want while still doing it, how you can help people and staying true to yourself. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to face challenges. So again, if you don't love what you do, it's easy to because if you don't love it, it's hard to kind of overcome challenges and be resilient. But if you love what you do, you can survive and weather the storm um, and then continue on your journey and become mm -hmm. more and become stronger as a result of those things. So I, I, again, loving what you do is, is a critical component to this whole, this whole thing. Yeah, I agree. And especially in business, you're going to experience challenges because sometimes you're going to meet people and you may try to work with them and it may not work and you may build relationships, but then they may fall apart. But then being an entrepreneur, you have to be flexible in that. And it's actually a huge gift because if you, like you said, if you love what you do, in my opinion, if you're passionate enough about it, you will do whatever it takes to get through. And that's really awesome because it's inspiring to people and it shows that you can pretty much do anything. Yeah. So how would you, what would you say to somebody who's having challenges, maybe starting up a business or they're having challenges, figuring out what they even want to do. Yeah, it's, I mean, for starters, if you're, if you're having challenges, really look, take a step back and look and make sure that you're doing something that you love uh, first and foremost. So let's make sure that the, what we're doing is something that we're passionate about, like you mentioned, um, something that we can get excited about, something that drives us personally, because we have to have that fuel to continue. Um, every business is going to have struggles, regardless of whether you start out strong out of the gate or you have them later on, you're going to re run into these kind of um, critical points where you'll want, I mean, trust me, it can get bad where you want to give up. Um, but as long as you have some sort of a passion, it, it's good. You're going to be able to, again, endure, endure through it. One of the things that um, that I found a, a trait of successful entrepreneurs as well is that they they tend to be lifelong learners like myself. So if you um, if you're truly passionate about a subject that you're that you're doing business on, you should also be wanting to learn more and more and more about it. And as you do that, it's almost like compound interest where uh, your skills just continue to develop exponentially over time. And as your skills develop, things get easier automatically also. So in the beginning, I don't, I don't care like how much you think you know about the industry you're getting into. You don't know as much as you realize you, <laughs> as you think you do. Uh, it tends yeah. to be the case 99% of the time anyway. Um, there's still a ton to learn and you just need to have, there has to be a will there 
because there's a lot of work that's going to go into this and you're going to be putting in more work than I think most people realize, uh, especially in the beginning. And if there's mm -hmm. no fuel behind or no energy behind the source there, um, you're going to, there's going to be problems. So I just say like, take a step back, look at what you're doing and just make sure the fuel is there. Um, if not, then, it, then it's time to reassess. I don't have, I don't think we're gonna have a ton of time to talk about like, strategies there and that's not necessarily my forte there's a lot of people that will help you kind of find your why like simon sinek has a whole thing about yeah. finding your why um, but you want to find your why because you want to you want to find that thing that again why do i want to do this what's it what uh what's it what's in it for me what's in it for the planet what's in it for my customers um and and how am i you know how am i contributing on a, on a greater right. scale and that's um that needs to be discovered in my opinion to a, to be uh, successful long term, so yeah, I definitely agree, and I do want to keep on talking about this more because I really think that's great advice. But we do have to take a quick break. So, will you remind our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? So you can uh, you can listen to my podcast, uh, Marketing Geeks. You can go to marketinggeekspodcast.com. Uh, or you can go to my website, uh, which is jmacmedia.com. That's J-M-A-C-K media.com. Um, and I have a free uh, opt-in there where you can get a, a guide to uh, top influence tactics. So um, if you want to go check that out, or authority building tactics, um, you can get that for free. So Awesome. Definitely go check him out because he is so awesome. So we'll be right back after the break. We've been talking with Justin Womack about overcoming challenges in business. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Justin Womack about overcoming challenges in business. So before we get back to talking about your advice on how people can overcome the challenges, we do get to do funny FaceTime. So my giant unicorn, Straya, is going to join us, and we get to make our funniest faces in three seconds. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> That's a good funny face. No, I love I love doing funny FaceTime and I almost always say this because it's so fun and it's so random, but it gets people out of their comfort zone sometimes. And it kind of reminds me about business that you're going to face challenges, but just doing it and having fun with it is really awesome. So, but before we went into the break, you were talking about your advice on overcoming challenges. Now, what would you say to somebody who maybe doesn't know how to start a business? Like they've heard of it, they 
they're interested in it, but they're not really sure what it is or not really sure on where to even start. Yeah. Uh, if you want to start a business, I, I highly recommend taking advantage of the free resources that are available through the government. Um, there's an organization called SCORE, which uh, is an acronym uh, that I believe it used to stand for the Service Corps of Retired Executives, but they give free coaching to anyone that goes to their organization. The website is score.org. I have no way affiliated with that, but that's a, uh, um, they're, they're subsidized by the government. Um, so you can get free mentoring from retired executives and people that have had success in business. I think that's an amazing resource. Uh, plus they have workshops that teach you like how to start a business, like all the paperwork, all that kind of basics. Um, and then like check your local area. I, I'm, I live in Ventura County, California, but here there's organizations that, um, that do this. This is a company called Weave out here, which is actually for women entrepreneurs, women economic venture that, um, and I volunteer for them and do consulting, but they, uh, they are also a kind of a sliding scale type of thing where they teach people how to start a business. You go through a whole like training course. And if you have zero income, you get to take it for free. If you, if you make a certain amount of money, you have to pay some. Uh, so it's sliding scale based on how much money you make. But there are resources out there to help you get started. Take advantage of them. Um, go to your local library. Like you can get, you don't have to pay for all the books on Amazon. You can, you know, you can get a lot of like a lot of the libraries will carry many new books or audio books even, and you can save some money kind of learning new skills also. So those are my like um, kind of like cheats for getting, getting started quickly. Uh, and I like take advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say that take your time though, because if you brush into it, I've experienced this before. If you try rushing into something, sometimes you go a little bit too fast. And so you don't really take a look around like you said, around and look at your resources to kind of look at how you can learn about it. And so kind of rushing into it can be hard. But yeah. when you have the resources and you have like, and you're confident enough, you can get started pretty quickly. And I would also add on to that, that there's a lot of courses out there as well, or our entire podcast network has has talked about business and has talked about like personal development and stuff. And I think that that's a huge part about business is developing who you are first and then adding on your business. Yeah. And, and I like, I look at books as a, as a great way to learn. Um, Cause if you think about books, like most books are, are some, uh, somebody's like entire life journey condensed into, you know, 100, 200, 300 pages, or maybe a couple books. But there's like there's a ton of life lessons to learn in all these different in all these books. And if you if you've studied this, like the top CEOs in the in the world, read like something like like thirty plus books a year. I mean, it's insane, yeah. like how much that they're they're putting into this. And that's just a sign that I think if if they're doing that, that's something that I want to do uh, as well and model. And and I I think that's um, important to do. Also, there's a there's a network called uh, YouTube, right? There's YouTube. You can go, you could go to and find tons of uh, valuable content. You have to do a little bit of your own kind of screening to make sure that it's uh, the sources that are teaching are are qualified. But it's there's plenty of very qualified people on YouTube teaching content for free, and like don't miss that too. Yeah, I agree. As well as going to business conferences, like there's a lot of great resources. Even scheduling meetings with people, like if you just know who to talk to, take advantage of it and they will, like they'll help you. 
and finding the great people in business is really great. Also, finding the people who have already done what you've done instead of finding the people that are trying to do the same thing as you. And I heard someone say once that don't if you're a starving artist, don't go to another star, starving artist for help. <laughs> it's never going to work because that person is trying to figure out the same exact thing you are. So that's not going to work. But if you... So let's say you want to become an author, go to someone who's already written a book, you know, and finding your resources. And if you're interested, again, going to business conferences because they're a lot of fun and you can learn a lot from them. Now, uh, you can learn a ton from business conferences. Plus, you can meet amazing people at those conferences. Like some of my best relationships in business have come from business conferences like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like what you said is really important. If you want to learn something, find someone that's done it before. But then there's another caveat I would add to that. And that's um, if somebody's like 10 steps ahead of you, you don't want to necessarily just dive into what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. You want to ask them when you were me, like when you were at where I'm at now, what did you do to get to where you're at? And let's not skip those other nine steps in between oh, yeah. because a lot of people make that mistake and they, they look at somebody that's, um, you know, making a million dollars plus in their business and they're still making, you know, 50,000 or, or, or around there, let's say in their business. And, and they don't know. Um, and they want to, so they start emulating what this person at a million dollars is doing, but they're not there yet. So there's mm-hmm. a, there's a gap in between. So you want to, you don't want to necessarily just do what they're doing now. You want to, you want to, talk to them, learn from them, but find out what they did in between uh, when they were at this point in their business to that point uh, to succeed. So I, I do think there's a, that's important and something that some people miss. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, and sometimes in business, you have to be willing to understand that you don't, you're not going to know everything. I, I'm still learning and I've been in business for quite a long time. And it's like, that's kind of the beauty of it is knowing that there's other people out there who were in your position, but then they're in great places now. And it's like kind of how we talked about earlier is business conferences. I've made like some of my best friends are from going to business conferences. Some of my greatest adventures in business are from going to a business conference. And I think places like Meltdown in the Desert, like CEO Space, like New Media Summit, because they've helped me grow and they've helped me learn something new. And it's really about finding your people and finding who's passionate about what you do and showing how they are doing great things in the world and maybe finding out how you can help them so they can help lift you up. Absolutely. And you never know who you meet there. Like a lot of times you'll be sitting at a, at a table uh, at a conference and the person next to you is running like a eight figure business and you had no idea until you started the, the conversation. Exactly. And, and it's also uh, sometimes there's people that are in a totally different industry than you, but they, they have a connection. So they, they introduce you to somebody that's really important and, and then makes a big, uh, a big effect for your business. So it's, it's also, you never know like who these people know. So it's, uh, it's important to talk to, to kind of give everybody um, proper attention and, pro- and, uh, and respect to everybody. So don't just try to screen and try to find the people that are in your industry and focus on them because you never, yeah. you never know. And, and, and like strange things come out of business conferences and uh, I love them. So, so yes. Yeah. 
I definitely agree. And it's also being like being comfortable being outside of your comfort zone because in business conferences, you like you said, you never know who's there. And but also I find helping people is is what comes out of business conferences for me almost all the time because someone else stepped up to help me. And that it's like this little kindness, um, like I can't think of the word, but it's like this kindness kind of flow and it all works together. And now I help kids learn about business. That's something I'm really passionate about is if kids ask, I'll do consults with them about how you can even start up a business. And so in business conferences, I think that they're one of the most like areas that I have, like I can thank the most for the reason I'm so successful today because I met such amazing people and it's because everyone else had the courage to step in, step up and help. Yeah. And I think that goes to like the law of reciprocity. So when you, when you help somebody, someone else feels almost indebted uh, on some level to help you back. And so it's kind of like the, or the pay it forward kind of uh, idea. So it's amazing when you, when, you do a, when you do something to help someone. And again, like it may not be the benefit of that, of helping someone may not come directly from that person, but it might come from a relationship that they have that saw what you did, something like that. So uh, I 100% agree with you that, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. And it's, some, it's somewhat like if you, if you think about it, it's almost counterintuitive because you're, you know, you're taking your time to help someone else. You're not helping yourself. But, it's, but I'm telling you, and you, you've obviously experienced this, when you do that, it comes back to you. And that's, yeah. like, that's that whole reciprocity thing. So it definitely yeah. does come back. And maybe it's not from somebody else. Maybe it's because you helped somebody. You were able to learn from your own advice. Like, that's true I've, too. Done, I've done card readings at Burning Man or I've done card readings for people and I'll let's say I did something and it really resonated with me. And then the next day I face a really huge challenge. I think back to the card reading I did and Oh look, now I have these brilliant ideas and it's almost like find people that will help you do what you desire. And like you said, if you do someone a favor, the, it will come back to you, whether it be that person or yourself or somebody else, it will come back to you and you just have to be open. And also patience is key with it because I find that um, in business, if you're experiencing challenges, sometimes it's really hard to have patience with it. And let's say you meet up with somebody and you think that like you're going to work together and it's going to be great. But then, oh, maybe it's not. And then that person gets kind of fearful and then you get fearful. You have to be patient with it and you have to be willing for it to come back. Yeah. And that, and it's going to take time to start up a business. It's going to take time to do all that. And I find that some of the greatest businesses out there are things that took time. Like my book, it took me two and a half years to write. Because I had challenges and I had times where I didn't really want to, but I did it anyways. And now the outcome is great. So it's just being able to stay in that, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
Amazon comes to mind. If you look at Amazon's financials, for instance, they, they didn't make a profit at that company for like the first, it took like 10 years for them to turn a profit. Uh, mm-hmm. They were they were growing every year. They were going in the right direction, but they, they ultimately weren't really profitable for like 10 years. And now they're the biggest company in the world uh, between them and Apple. So it's, yeah, it, things take time and um, and patience. And then if you listen to somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he talks a lot about this, how like a lot of people that come out of high school or college, they, they, they want to rush into business and, and get moving like really, really fast. But, you know, he talks about like the idea of patience, like you have a lot of time. Um, you know, if you, if you just grind it out for those 10 years and, and you're even ahead of them, <laughs> but, but if you, for those people, if you grind it out for those 10 years, you wake up and let's say you started at 21, now you're 31, you're still 31, you're still pretty young and you have a lot of life in front of you and um, and you've now had 10 years of entrepreneurial experience and you've learned a ton from that and you're you're and you're and now you're ready to make the the big the big shift in the business to to scale to the next level yeah so that that is key uh, i do want to um, mention also that there's this uh, this thing about perspective on on um, on things and because you you heard my story when we were at new media summit together mm-hmm. and uh, i just want to mention it briefly but like for me, um, I was working in corporate America and, um, and then I had, I had left out of a, uh, I had I'd left on my own, um, because I had been so miserable, but in the, in the interim between leaving and, um, kind of before I started my own business, I got into this major car accident and it resulted in me spending two months in the intensive care unit where I couldn't walk. You know, I was actually in a medical coma for, um, almost 30 days and I was in the, I couldn't, I was in the ICU bed for two months. And even when I got out of that bed, it took me about a year to regain my muscle strength. So um, <clears throat> that was, that kind of experience is also very humbling. And it gives you perspective on patience because yeah. I had to be very patient. I had to wait. I had to really wait a year before I could back into business and moving again, at least at a, at a high level. I and mean, I could get on the internet and things like that, but I couldn't, um, I couldn't go to networking groups because I was, I was, uh, I was still rebuilding my body strength and things like that. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I didn't have the energy that I, I had at one time. So, so there's, uh, it's important to kind of find that perspective and be patient um, yeah. because there's just, a, yeah, there's, it's easy to kind of get caught in your own little reality bubble and think that your life is harder than it really is sometimes or, or things like that. Or, or you think that your challenges are insurmountable. Um, but if you can escape that and you can look from like a big picture view, you can often find solutions that were just, that you just missed before. That's really true. I, I haven't experienced things like that, but I think that it's true that when you overcome challenges, it's really humbling, especially in business and especially in life, because like I've experienced times where maybe I've been friends with someone and then it turned out that maybe they weren't the nicest and then it hurts at the time. But then I can look back and go, wow, that was that was like a great gift that I didn't get in a relationship with that person. That yeah. I didn't continue it. And being able to see like the and my opinion is being able to see the calm in the storm. And it's like, all it takes is looking fear in the face and going, you don't scare me. Or even better, going, you scare me. But I'm going to keep on doing what I love anyways. Yes. And I, like I can speak for it in speaking. Um, it's really nerve-wracking speaking on stage. But even when I mess up, laughing at myself 
or chuckling, brushing it off, I find that those are my best talks when I can just be who I am fully and embrace the fear instead of trying to hide from it. And I think that having challenges is really awesome. And it's, sometimes it's a huge gift. And again, that comes back to perspective because mm-hmm. like, I think of like when I left high school and went to college, I, uh, I was more sheltered than you are, I think, <laughs> but I, I got taken advantage of a lot when I first got, I lived on my own and things like that. Like people, I didn't know how to set proper boundaries. People were like trying to borrow my car. I didn't know how to say no to people and things like that. Um, and I could look at that and be like, man, they really like screwed me over and I'm, I'm a victim to them. Or I can look at it and be like, wow, I, I learned an empowering lesson. And now yeah. I can set proper boundaries because of that experience. Yeah. So a lot of that comes to perspective. Or if I, if I did a talk and I, and I really messed it up, let's say, like, all right, it's just, uh, I, didn't, I didn't achieve the outcome that I thought I was going to achieve. I can look at that and say, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. Or I can look at that and say, I can learn from this. Let's look at what I did wrong, and then next time yeah. let's fix it and do better. Um, so, yes, yeah, so a lot of that just comes down to like having that empowering viewpoint versus falling into that um, viewpoint where you see yourself as being uh, victimized or something like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I find that the universe throws challenges at us at the times that we're strong at, at the times that we're strong enough to handle them. And like you said, like I've been, gone through experiences where maybe I didn't have the best boundaries set up in place and whether that be friends have used me or like I've gotten in huge fights with people things like that I was able to learn from it you know and instead of going into oh my goodness it used me they were no longer friends anymore and that's so sad I was able to look at it and go maybe that's a gift that maybe I didn't, like, even though it hurts right now that I stopped continuing that relationship, or even though I'm still in that challenge, maybe it's a gift because it's making me stronger. Or maybe it's a gift because it'll help me in the future. And you never know. But it's being flexible with it and being able to learn, as well as going through challenges in business and stuff, forgiving yourself. And it's like, especially messing up on stage, like you said, learning from it and moving on. And then the next talk, you're going to do even better. (laughs) And it's going to keep on getting better and better. And then you're just going to be able to flow with it and you're going to be able to have fun. Even in the challenges, you're going to be able to brush it off. If I could say one last thing, and I know we're running out of time here. um, It's that I, I... as an entrepreneur, you're going to experience failure. It's almost, it's virtually inevitable. I'd say again, like 99.9% going to happen and probably a hundred percent. Um, but it's how you respond to it. And I, I would use this analogy. I think of myself, like when I was in high school, I joined the wrestling team, when I, which is something I had never done before. And I was the first year I did it. I was terrible. Like I, I won like one or two matches. I don't remember. It was one or two. And, um, but I continued through it and I, I kept going. And then the following year I won 20 matches and then, you know, it went, it went onward and it's, you have to be willing to kind of, even if it's, um, embarrassing to your ego, like personally, like maybe that's embarrassing to you personally, it's, you're still progressing towards a bigger goal. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking, you're, you're doing the work that's necessary to lay the foundation for bigger things. And, um, and sometimes it might feel like you're, you're taking a hit to your own ego, um, but again, you're building something bigger and, and ultimately sometimes you have to have that humility in the beginning to get to where you want to be. 
Yeah, I I agree. And it's like, so I used to be a swimmer for a while. And I found that there was challenges. For example, sometimes people would finish quicker than me. Or so I'd be the last one swimming. That would be kind of like scary to me. Or I didn't really like doing the meets because I was like scared of losing. But then I was able to look at it and go, maybe it's fun. Maybe I can learn better skills and maybe I can learn from it. And then I kept on getting better. Or we had this like huge practice pool and it was really deep on one end. It was super deep. It was like 15 feet down. And I never liked swimming there, especially on the days that I was tired. But I was able to learn from it, and then it made me swim faster. And so it's kind of like, even, like, I keep on going back to this, but in the, I, in the storm, being able to find the peace. And even if it's scary to your ego, it's like, do it anyways. Do it for fun. Because, like, my parents tell me every time I want to, like, be scared of something or I don't want to do something, they tell me, are you going to regret it later? And then if I go, yes, then I do it. Even if it's terrifying, I yeah. still do it, you know? Yeah, I think true power does lie in that um, understanding that you have fear and still being able to take action in spite of it. I think there's so much power yeah. in that. Yeah. Like, the people I look up to are the people who are able to admit when they've like messed up or able to admit that they're not perfect. And it's like, oh, they're, they're human, you mm. know? Or the people who speak on stage, if they mess up and they can laugh at themselves or if they face challenges in business, those are the people I look up to the most because in my opinion, they're the strongest, you know? I agree. They're authentic yeah. too, yes. Yeah. So before we wrap up, do you have any last advice on overcoming challenges in business or just anything else you want to say? Um, well, the last, I guess the last thing I'll say, and I said this on a few other interviews I've done recently, is that one of the skills that I think most, some entrepreneurs don't want to tackle, and this goes into the idea of like going into fear, is public speaking. Um, mm -hmm. I think public speaking is critical in the 2020 era and beyond for, for business owners. Mm -hmm. And if you're terrified of it, you're in the right place. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Act in spite of the fear, you know, join your local Toastmasters group or join some other public speaking um, business, uh, business seminars or conferences and, yeah. and master that skill because there's so much power and there's so much ability to build businesses on the back of public speaking. I mean, even podcasting yeah. in a lot of regards comes down to the idea of public speaking because you're speaking to, it's a little bit different, different venue, but you're still public speaking essentially. So uh, mm -hmm. I would just say, make that an emphasis. Um, that's just my, that's my piece of advice. Yeah. I definitely agree. And even if you're younger and like you go to school, most of the time school has classes on something along those lines, mm -hmm. whether it be presenting or talking about public speaking, most of the time there are resources to even get started. And or, your, or your college, or your, uh, and even if you're an adult like me, you can always go back to your junior college. You're, you're welcome to go to your junior college and they have public speaking courses there too. <laughs> yeah, or it's like, even if it's like the smallest thing, like speaking in front of your family about something that you're passionate about, just getting started on it, I think, like you said, it's great advice. And like, in my opinion, I'm, I'm going to say this before we wrap up. I'm really scared of talking in small groups 
I I was less scared to talk in front of like 2,000 people at a DECA conference for my first ever keynote than I am to talk, well, and then I'm more scared to talk to people in smaller groups. So that may be different for you, but face your fears and like you're going to feel like a superhero after. So I think you're, you gave great advice. Thank you. Well, virtual high five for that because um, I, I also have that exact same experience where I'm, I'm more comfortable speaking to big, big audiences than I am to small groups. So that's the exact same thing that I experience. And yeah. a lot of people don't understand. I do understand that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I very much feel the same way. So it's cool to hear uh, other people have that same experience. Yeah. And that may not be the same for you listening, but whatever it is, face your fears. And even if you're not the biggest fan of business, try something out. And if even if it's not like your favorite thing ever, do something that you love. And it doesn't have to be business. But I think kind of what you and I are saying is face your fears. And like, there will be a huge reward. So yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. And I think that you gave some really spot on advice for overcoming challenges in business, or even in life. And I would definitely say, remember that like, life's not perfect, nor is business, but we will experience some awesome things. So thank you again for coming on. But really fast, will you remind people where they can go to find out more about you? Yeah. So again, if you want to listen to uh, my podcast, which is all about marketing, you can go to marketinggeekspodcast.com. And we have an email subscriber list there where you can just subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, and then you can also go to my website. My business website is jmacmedia.com, J-M-A-C-K media.com. And there's a free authority building checklist there that you could get uh, to learn a little bit more about, more about what I do. Awesome. Again, definitely go check him out because he is awesome. We've been talking with Justin Womack about overcoming challenges in business. So Justin, thank you so much for coming on. And kids, remember we all have superpowers and we can change the world by overcoming our fears. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Superpower.